Welcome to PEV Lane. The show all about PEVs. My name is Hanson. And my name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A. And today we have a very, um, I would say, a, an episode with a lot of information, I hope. You hope? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> the, the episode we're going to cover today is where to buy your respective PEV. And that uh, kind of requires a lot of information, if you ask me. It does. There's a lot of things to consider. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people end up buying a specific type of PV, run into a problem, and then may regret where they have bought it. Um, one thing I could think about on that front of things is buying things from like AliExpress and stuff like that. You know, so, my favorite. Yeah. Do you trust the AliExpress? Do you trust your local retailer? How do you, you know, where do you buy a specific type? Because there's certain things that you just walk in and buy, and then there's certain things you got to wait. Yeah. But before we jump into uh, today's topic for the mm-hmm. episode. Let's uh, talk about this week. This week. This week on PEV Lane. This week. uh, I think there's a couple news things we could say. Uh, One that's kind of exciting are all the events that have happened recently in the past couple of weeks. I know there was one a couple weeks ago in Apple Valley and out in, I believe, California. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Wheelie so, Dope was there. Yeah, I saw a bunch of other riders there. Yeah, and there'll be some results up. And uh, if you're excited for events that are happening this season, maybe you want to be a rider, maybe you want to be a spectator. So there's some good example on where you might fit and all that and, and how you can go observe or even compete in some of these events. There are a lot of happening in America. Yeah, so search that up if you want to see like the results and more information on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would be excited to race, and I would kind of jealous seeing some content from there being like, mm, I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll see more and more of these events. I know there's a bunch coming up later in the year as well, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll cover those when they happen. But uh, Yeah, that happened this week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's exciting, and I, I hope maybe we can see some of those in Canada. But we have some other news things, that, uh, or I guess one other thing to mention that's, that's going to happen this summer, but some news has come down the come down the the pipe yeah so the other item that i wanted to touch on for all the listeners is related to electric motorcycles Um, Mm. which you know arguably some form of pev in some areas you might not even need a license to ride them and others an exciting topic we don't cover a lot of but no exactly i mean there there isn't too much out there um but niu which is a large chinese uh, brand that manufactures mopeds scooters uh other PEVs, Mm -hmm. they've announced a new electric motorcycle called the RQI, which looks like a full-blown, high-powered, you know, 100 and... Initially, I think it's going to be 130 kilometers an hour, and then they'll have a version that's 160 kilometers an hour. So high motorcycle, motorcycle. My eyes went a little wide there for a second, but (laughs) then I... Yeah, with with solid range, too. So I think they're coming out initially with the smaller battery, which will have the lower top speed. And Um, for our local listeners, can we... Can we see that? Yeah. So locally in Toronto here, and also there's locations in Quebec, but in Toronto, there's a new local retailer called Dyad Cycles. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and they are a exclusive NIU dealer. So they carry all the NIU products from like kick scooters, e-scooters, <laughs> all the way up to this new motorcycle, the RQI. So they'll have that locally here. Uh, probably by May timeframe, like early summer, late spring. All right. Um, and they will, you may p- potentially be able to test ride it. So you can test ride all their other uh, e-devices. Yeah, PVs, there was so. other e-motorcycle test rides, uh, just a little tangent. Um, 
uh, Pulse and Pier last summer. What's what's the name of that company? Because you went out there. I did. Uh, that was Beachman. Beachman. Also yeah. a local. Uh, really? Yeah, they're also from Toronto. So I met the founder. <laughs> I see. Two guys, they're founders from Toronto here, and they've created that uh, that PV as well, which is it's an electric motorcycle, but it's more of an e-bike in a way because they're they're trying to keep it an unlicensed, unregistered vehicle. So in Ontario, it's capped at 32. Uh, yeah, at yeah. West, I think 45. It can go much faster, but yeah. they're selling it as a uh, e-bike with kind of, you know, has the pedals at the back. But its design is like cafe racer style motorcycle and it's oh. large. You can fit two people on it easily. That's exciting. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> you know, a bunch of new e-motorcycles coming out this year. And they're, yeah, they're also, they have a local shop in um, the Junction area on Dun- okay. on Dundas. I see. Uh, so if anyone wants to go check them out, they have a store and everything. Ah, you can go see their, there you go. Some new bikes. e-motorcycle news. I I think I've ridden one maybe at NYEF in, in New York City. I don't know if that one had pedals or not, but an e-motorcycle is an exhilarating thing. So yeah, have so some much new, torque. Some new news come down the pipe this week that's like, ah. I'm very pumped to try out this new NIU one. Um, hopefully it's as good as like, what, zero motorcycles from the USA manufacturers. Very and, popular. Yeah, so hopefully it's comparable to that. And the price is the key. I think the estimated msrp in canada at least is going to be around ten thousand dollars which it may sound like a lot but when you're looking at yeah when you're looking (laughs) at motorcycle prices that's not bad at all like yeah typical you've you've bought a motorcycle somewhat recently as well right yeah like i ride an mt09 a yamaha which is uh canadian around twelve thirteen thousand dollars all in it's not bad, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, similar, maybe a bit more range, but not that much more. Obviously, it's fuel, gas, so yeah. you can refill it much faster, but... Uh, Easier. Yeah, but comparable. Yeah. So I'm excited for that new uh, motorcycle and Beachman as well. Yeah, I know we said that we should get on to some one wheels, but this may be even the summer for some e-motorcycle. Maybe we do like a, a mini episode or something, like even a quick review with yes. me and you sitting down with an yes. e-bike or two. That'd be really cool. <laughs> I would love that. So that was this week, our new segment uh, at the beginning of most episodes, if not all episodes from now on of PEV Lane. We'll have a segment covering news, some significant stories called This Week. But moving on, the topic today is where to buy your PEV. So speaking of that new bike, you mentioned that retailer could probably buy them here. Um, oh, actually, do we have a question to tie off this week? Yeah. Before, we should we should do that before moving on. Yeah. So for all the listeners out there, um, let us know um, what your favorite local or you know spot to buy a PV is. Yeah. We're your curious. favorite we or see. most reliable spot, local retailer, or even person doesn't even have to be a retailer. Maybe there's someone you go to. You're like, I trust this person. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we'll get into that later in the episode too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's a crazy world and how people can get their PEVs right now. But yeah, that's the question so moving on to the episode we can kind of answer that for ourselves in the local area but um there's a few ways you can get pevs now do you want to tackle this from a store perspective on each store or do you want to go by each pev by where you should buy each pev and we'll kind of be biased towards the local area a little bit but it will be relevant towards the rest especially at the end of the episode i think we should talk about each pev and then we can also compare and discuss why there's such a difference between the PEVs. And yeah. I think it's interesting when you start looking at the different types of PEVs and how they're purchased. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's definitely some things 
from one side of uh, the PEVs, like say e-bikes, where I would love to see e-skate or e-unicycle or unicycles kind of adapt some of those uh, in with those best stores. practices and yeah, like the way that they're going about selling and dealing with service and so oh, okay, forth. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to compare the different PEVs and how they vary from a purchasing perspective. Yeah, because there's definitely a big divide, especially right now. Um, We have e-bikes and some e-scooter shops in the city um, that are very much like a registered proper business storefront logo, the whole nine yards. But you don't really see that for many other PEVs. So speaking on like e-scooters, there's plenty of stores around at least Toronto where you can go around and, and just walk in and walk out with a scooter. Yeah, they've got plenty of stock of whether it's Segways or... Mm -hmm. I don't know, NIU or mm-hmm. any other brand of, yeah, just regular scooters. Um, even even like the uh, Dualtrons and mm-hmm. uh, the the bigger, faster scooters, they, stores carry them in stock. Yeah, and you can even buy them like Amazon and like Walmart, am yeah. I mistaken? Yeah, but um, Costco. <laughs> yeah, so that also brings up the conversation, like where do you buy that e-scooter at that point? You have so many more options than you would with like an EUC or something like that. Um, do you question. go to Amazon? Like, what kind of, kind of support do they have? Or should you go to a PEV specific type shop if it is an e scooter shop? Or there's a lot of e bike shops in the city that sell e scooters and e bikes. We'll get onto that in a hot, you know, another minute. But um, right now, e scooters, you know, where do you buy it? Yeah, I think personally, I think for e scooters, um, maybe this goes for other PEVs as well, but I'd say support your local shops, right? Um, if you have a shop that has it in stock that's local i would support them over costco or walmart or amazon Uh, amazon can be okay if it's like often there's third-party sellers so maybe it is a local shop who's using amazon to distribute their product but uh, typically you'd want to look for a local shop Um, i can think of a few i'm not going to name a bunch right now but um, i would say wherever you're located Find your local store that has the you see that you see the e-scooter, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in this point, in this point, e-scooters, because not only will you be supporting local, but they'll provide you a better service. That's the point that I was down the make. road. Yeah, it's like if you buy from Amazon and then it breaks, you're if you're gonna get service, yeah. you're shipping that somewhere or something. If it's not done through a third-party uh, local yeah. retailer, yeah. right? Past thirty days, I think you're out of luck. with amazon for the most part so if you really want to depend on this unit to really get you through if you're a daily commuter or if you're just like a weekend warrior to have that service when it goes down is is a big difference so i think that that makes a big difference in where you know you should buy your e-scooter because they're so readily accessible everywhere these e-scooters that um you know trust in your local you know well-rated local shop check the google reviews you know like just see what people are saying about them because it, it could really go, I think the main point here is it could really go a long way in the future if something were to happen. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, and coming from the bicycling community, the cycling community myself, before PEVs, uh, I'm always an advocate for sor- um, supporting your LBS, your local bike shop. Mm-hmm. Um, like the local you know bike, the bike terms. Yeah, the local bike shops, they're, they need support. And if you go and you order everything online, through some massive retailer, those shops are going to struggle and miss out on potential profits. And typically you're getting stuff for the same price. Yeah. Very rarely are you getting like a huge discount uh, ordering online, yeah. especially for parts. 
And there's there's a, and there's an opposite side of that too, because there could be some listeners right now who are frustrated, be like, I don't deal with that. Like, I don't, I do my own service. So on the opposite side of that, go buy your parts from that local, that local retailer, because they're gonna get their parts in. They'll mark it up just a little bit to make their money. You're supporting them, but you're getting those parts. Same thing, like walk in, get it, walk out. Exactly. You know, a difference to like ordering it and waiting, waiting online three months or yeah. Support your like I buy my helmets. I can get them for twenty, thirty dollars cheaper from the actual retailer and get it shipped to me directly. Yes, but I chose to buy it from Pete's Bike Shop in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Just because Pete's like, is I great. I don't even ride a bike, you know, a manual pedal bike or anything like that. But they have the right helmets, and they're a local shop and support local. I was raised that way too. So yeah, um, kind of segueing from that. Very similar are the e-bike shops, and I know we talk about one because we have a member in Toronto e-riders, Melvin, who works at Amigo, and Amigo is a big shop. And actually, I work for Canada Post, and I pick up parcels, and I randomly like pick up next to one of their warehouses too. I'm like, these guys are everywhere. <laughs> uh, but e-bike shops are pretty popular. E-bicycle, which opens the door to e-motorcycle as well. Yeah, I think um, e-bikes. Um it's, it's unique in the sense that there are some shops like Amigo that you mentioned who are dedicated specifically. And I know in New York City, there's a few of these as well um, where they just sell e-bikes and, uh, and, and that's it. They don't sell any other PV or acoustic bikes. Uh, and then you have a lot of your local bike shops who are now venturing into e-bikes mm-hmm. because there's a huge market for it. And Why not? Yeah. You even, see that with e-skate and longboard, they started selling exactly. electric and even yeah. from like a fitness standpoint, a lot of pedal assist bikes are still amazing for getting your exercise and um, just giving you that bit of extra boost so you can go further, go go for longer. Yeah, um, and be like, oh, and and deter you from like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's exactly, going to be strenuous. It's exactly. Like, oh, I got a little help, a little bit of help. Yeah, and there's times where you don't want to put in as much effort and you just like crank it up to max assist and joyride, joyride. Yeah, <laughs> so all for that, that's for sure. Yeah, and those shops can all fully support like from a service perspective and uh, and like you said, they carry stock and parts, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's a lot better if. Um, you can get that service, just walk in, walk out kind of thing. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to say too that, not to say that they're more legitimate, but they have a lot more backing. It's easier for them to get investors because it it has been recognized by the government and there's legal ramifications for it. So to walk up to an investor and be like, hey, I got this idea, it's legal, we could sell these things. Yeah, they're selling certified. Six figures here, there, whatever, right? To make it happen. Yeah, that's true. So technically, you know, even from like an insurance perspective, if you're riding one of those, you're covered under like the Highway Traffic Act because mm-hmm. you're and riding a legal just, device. Yeah, it's not just an off-road recreational vehicle. It has applicable use everywhere, which yes. you take away those roads, there's a lot of places you can't ride if you take away the roads. Oh, yeah. Private property only. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah. Right. And like how many how many friends are you going to have with joining lots where you can yeah. ride around and be like hey, or massive acreages farm farmland. Yeah, I'm going to go back home a lot. This back home being the middle of nowhere <laughs> cornfields. Um, yeah. But some of the best riding, you know, just off by yourself. But yeah, yeah back on to the topic there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of even infrastructure here in Toronto where you see brick and mortar shops. Of, uh, of all sorts, uh, e-scooters and e-bikes. But I think one of the main topics that we should move on to uh, for a lot of our listeners, a lot of our listeners are from Canada. You know, we checked the analytics just so we were relevant to you. Um, a lot of our listeners are from Canada and a lot of our listeners are EUC riders. Um, 
So let's talk about EUCs for a minute. We'll move on to e-skates after. That's a little more, bit more of a niche topic. And if we have any e-skate listeners, get excited for that. I'm excited. Me. Um, but EUCs, where should you buy an EUC? Um, being biased here, I guess, towards the Toronto area and what we've experienced. Uh, where do you want to start with that one? That's a big topic. It's a big topic. There's a lot of controversy in this topic well, because it's options. so new. There's options. <laughs> and it, the thing is, everything we just talked about in terms of local bike shops and e-bikes and e-scooters even, it's just so much more developed uh, in the sense of like you can walk in, buy something, walk out. Mm-hmm. There's very few places locally for us where you can walk in, test ride an EUC, right? You used to be able to do that at Smart Wheel. So one of they're one of the stores in the GTA mm-hmm. and they would let you kind of try out. They have demo wheels and so forth and they carry stock and you can walk in theoretically test ride an EUC if you know how to ride one or uh, some sort of other PEV and walk out with it. Mm-hmm. And that's big. So that's big. That's there's very few of those. Um, and to me, there's value in that. Um, but you also have to consider all these other aspects, right? Like service, warranty, um, even, a lot of the time with them, that's what you get. You get the service and the warranty with them, right? Yeah, they give you some sort of you know guarantee for X amount of time. I don't know what it is, maybe six months, a year, depending on what you're buying, uh, if it's the battery or the, the motor. Um, but you're right. You get some sort of guarantee with, you know, EVs is the same. So EVs, yeah. they're an online, but they have a local, they have a physical store in Vancouver. On the West Coast, um, yeah. On the West Coast. And I know they're probably going to expand at some point to other locations, but... Uh, if you're in Vancouver, that's an awesome choice. And I would 100% recommend them because same thing. I've been to their store. and I was going to say. Yeah, it's, it's an <laughs> awesome store. It's not just a biased opinion from the East Coast. No, you no. Went there. I went there. I spoke with Bradley. I saw their store. They let me test ride the Monster Pro. I yeah, forgot they, all about they that. Have, yeah. yeah, they have wheels just like on display, right? And they that's have everything that we want. <laughs> you can ride them in their store. They have like some stairs yeah. and a ramp where you can test stuff out. That's awesome. Um, they have a huge space and definitely great for if you're looking. And they sell scooters as well, right? So yeah. um, for what PVs. We're, what we're saying is that's a rarity. It is a rarity. Even yeah. Smart Wheels here in Toronto, they're not actually in Toronto. No, they're, they're not. in the GTA, which is like a, a greater About an Toronto hour area. away, <laughs> 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, a greater Toronto area, which spans a lot. Yeah, it's a big area. Out, right? Um, so I know us here in Toronto, we're just begging for, an, uh, even if it is an all-PEV shop that has EUCs, mm-hmm. to have a place that we could walk in and walk out with a wheel. I represent a local company called Go Skate or um, EUCCanada.ca, um, and they can order things in for you, but very rarely will they hold stock off-season. Yeah. In the summertime, they'll have some stock that's in, um, but there's not really like a brick and mortar shop that's doing that around here. No, most of them are online. Um, and so when it comes to online, yeah, yes. Talk. Yeah. Let's talk about that a bit. And I know, so you mentioned eSkateTO and EUC Canada, they obviously still provide an incredible service mm-hmm. uh, and you can get warranty and get your repairs done and they have like battery repairs, everything, right? They do. That's full why I support them. And yeah. They have local service and they're a local shop. So they have local service, but they're still a, in a way an online retailer in the mm-hmm. sense of like you don't walk in and buy it. You can order online and get your wheel shipped to you or pick it up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to online, of course, you have other options when it comes to pretty much every retailer, right? In North America, for example, I could order from EVs. I could order from e-wheels in California, alien rides any of these online distributors who may or may not have stock 
you may be pre-ordering still. Yeah. But it's an online presence where they'll ship it straight to your door. And all of those that you mentioned still have that service. But exactly. at that point, if you're doing an online order that isn't local, you would ship it out. Exactly. They would still offer the service and cover the warranty and all of that. But yeah. again, you'd be shipping it out, which is fine. It just yeah. takes time. So I'd say like if you're a, if you're new to PV scene and you're looking for any PV, really, take that into consideration. Especially if you're buying online, consider if they have a local shop near you. I would put them at the top of the list, whoever yeah. it may be. And then second, they still offer that service. Even if it's not local, consider how much it's going to cost you to ship it to them if you have issues. If or they charge you that. If they charge or if they're willing to you know, send you parts and you do it yourself. I know some shops are willing to do that under warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, send you like a new motherboard or something. And they'll whatever. ask you, like, are you comfortable changing that? Is exactly. that something you want to do? We can make this easier if you prefer that. Yeah. So there's all these different comfort levels that you need to take into consideration when you're buying any PV. And I know we're talking about EUCs here, but because it's so rare in the sense of uh, local, like walk-in brick and mortar. It's very much an online thing. Yeah. So with online, what what else do we have? We have AliExpress. Yeah. So there's the... International. Legitimate retailer space that are on online and selling their stuff like you have we mentioned evs and alien rides and rev rides and and goey skater ucanada.ca and there's a lot but there's there's other ones where you could easily get juked and you always see this online you see it in the facebook groups uh in the unicycle.org page forum um people are like is this price right and everyone's like well it must be shipping without batteries and a lot of that is like aliexpress that you see um, which is basically just like a form of Amazon to get your from stuff. China, direct. from China. Yeah. So there's that space too, and and you know, opening up this book, there is no service. Oftentimes there isn't warranty mm-hmm. um, because warranty is only covered on specific parts for then specific time frames according to that part. So yeah, and it's pretty short. Like at most, you're looking at six months or something. Yeah. So it's a and, lot riskier, but yeah. If you know what you're doing and you know what you're getting yourself into, you could save some money yeah. and just deal with those problems. So I see more experienced riders getting a second wheel or even probably not a new wheel, but I something. can't lie. I've bought wheels from AliExpress. I bought an M103 right. uh, from AliExpress because it's cheap and I had other wheels and I was like, it's a second wheel. Yeah. You know, let me order this in the and winter. How did that work out? And it worked out fine. The wheel didn't have any issues or anything. So I was lucky, right? Uh, it took, time. took three months to arrive, which is basically to be expected with Ali because they ship everything by sea. And then it's like a slow ground shipping across the country. And we're on, you know, East Coast. The so, worst. Yeah, it lands in Vancouver or the West Coast and then it has to go across the country to us. So it's a slow process and you have no visibility into where it is. So yeah. you're just kind of waiting and hoping. And speaking on that aspect, too, that's why you see EVs always getting their wheels and stuff first and stuff. It's all that West Coast and a lot of the big PV companies, like we keep mentioning, Rev Rides and those on the West Coast. Yes, you know, it's easier they, for them. They're oh, near the ports. Yeah, they could just they can get it out there so much quicker. And the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. Not so much in Vancouver in the off season. I'm part of their unicycle group, and they're all like, snow, snow, please go away. <laughs> um, snow and rain, slush. But yeah, um, just... Getting an EUC can be somewhat difficult if you kind of don't know where you're going. Uh, there's another side of it too, especially this can be related to all PEVs, but I find it really useful for EUCs as buying secondhand. You know, there's a lot of people that buy, you know, their first wheel is a secondhand wheel. 
you know, some people go for their first wheel being brand new, but yeah, no, definitely. Especially if you too. don't even know if you want to, you'll enjoy it. Or if you're trying to learn, I think secondhand is a great option for EUCs for most PVs. In fact, like you can still get warranty if it's within that warranty period. Yeah. Uh, if it's not like an old wheel uh, or an old scooter or bike, anything. So secondhand is always a great option because there's depreciation on these things. So you can save a good chunk of change just buying someone's. Yeah. And if you're looking to resell too, it doesn't depreciate like entirely. You'll still get a good chunk of change back. And exactly. Even, you know, we'll talk about this in a second, but sometimes you can get really good prices on things with group buys and other things as well. So reselling. You know, you'll have some people call you out. I know how much you paid for that. Now you're selling it. It's like, I barely wrote it. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking to sell my RS. It was part of a group buy. I got a decent deal on it. I've done some upgrades to it, but it's also beaten up. So could that sell at the same? Yeah, you might break even, right? Might break even. So or only lose sales. like a super small amount, which compared to buying brand new. Yeah. So if I'm looking to sell, how much is an RS High Torque right now? Or at least still 2,700 plus tax in Canada. So 3,000. Yeah. So if I were to sell it for what I got it for, it would be a good deal for someone. And they have, you know, I got speaker upgrades on there and and some other stuff. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it'd still be a pretty good deal. Give them a, you know, 33% off or something. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. There's also, because there's so little stock of EUCs, for example, even some other PVs, oh, like ski skates, you're skates, so, you're so right. In you can't that. find them. Yeah, it's it's supply and demand in a way, right? So when you're reselling used, there is the depreciation from the new the the retail price because obviously, if someone wants to pay that, they're just going to buy it brand new. But uh, because there's so little supply, you you maintain that better value on your resale. Yeah, and there's just there's a level of excitement with a secondhand sale where you're like, I'm going to meet this guy. And it's that same like store experience. I'm walking away with the wheel, right? I'm going home with the wheel where like, we're both sitting here waiting for an S20 for how long? (laughs) Like, let's not talk about it. It's a brand new wheel. We'll deal with that. But like, there's just a joy to being able to walk in to a store or anywhere or meet someone and walk home with an EUC, which is difficult to do here. And it's a lot more accessible to do in America. Yes because of a lot of those stores so um maybe the weather has something to do with it as i'm looking out the window and looking at the blowing snow um with such a an off on season type situation maybe that's why but that'd be really cool to see that around here yeah for sure so hopefully um uh everyone that's listening is you know learning something from here we're trying to kind of give our perspectives and also educate and inform people on you know what options you have yeah and if you're sitting there just like itching being like oh you should mention this comment it and yeah. we'll like pin it or something like that because you know we only know what we know and if you know something better please tell us and we'll share it with everyone as well yeah um but i think kind of relating to that segueing on to eSkate is we kind of have that a little bit with eSkate in toronto being able to walk in and walk out and have that service more like an e-scooter or an e-bike um, to be a little bit more specific, we have Longboard Living, which has held uh, boosted boards in the past. They still sell Evolve. Evolve, yep. And I believe a kit or two. And then Longboard Haven in the city is stocked up X-Way and has a couple other, you know, I believe they have the um, like the kit that you could put on a regular longboard. Yep. They have that there and stuff too. So, But you could walk into those stores, walk out with a board and break it the next day and walk back in. Get and a replacement. Be, and they'll be able to replace it or call up somebody or have them fix it themselves yeah so you're right and i think because they they have the history of regular longboarding 
Yeah. Just Which like big. just like e-bikes have the history of regular bicycles. Maybe those that's the thing. Yeah, those bike shops point. and longboard shops, they existed before, right? So they've kind of transitioned and it's allowed them to keep stock and maintain their same business practices and Yeah, they just had to put like a plus one on their business style. Exactly. Like, no, we're just going to add this. That that's a good point though. I never really thought about that that EUC stores would have to adopt a different style like an e-skate yep. or an e-scooter store or create their own which yeah evs i think has created in in canada we they've keep done a great job mm-hmm. they've done they've created this actual pev shop not necessarily an e-scooter or whatever like they've they're one of the first they are the first people in canada other than smart wheels which is yeah. still like very much smart wheels in canada and toronto here is a well-rounded they sell hoverboards they have everything yeah yeah everything electric but to yeah. be more specific to the euc e-skate e-scooter you know crowd evs has really done that mm-hmm. right that's a good point though yeah so i think like you said with eSkate, it's definitely more mature in that sense right. and there's it's something to consider if you're you're buying an eSkate, you don't necessarily have to go online or buy from meepo or uh what are the other the other chinese brands of oh there's e-skates. so many now. there's a lot right, right? I know um, you mentioned Evolve and X-Way. Yeah, X-Way's, those, yeah, X-Way's imported, but they have great boards. Yeah, um, yeah. So they kind of came up around the same time a little bit later than Boosted, but was very much the Boosted style. Yes, and, and very similar just, design. Yeah, so those are a couple of brands here in Toronto that have been here for a little while, and you actually can go and get you know service done on them, which is, is a big big aspect yeah um, of being able to buy a pv and being able to buy an e-skate yeah so i think that kind of sums up um you know what your options are whether it's online local for all the different types of pvs that are out there um Um, but i think it's maybe we can touch on a bit of you know why you would consider what pv uh, yeah, um, we also have group buys as well, which is we do. another topic we kind of talked about, but it's more of like on the experience side of things. If you know, like you're an experienced rider, you know what a group group buy is and, you know, you get what you get. You don't complain. Yeah, you'll get a warranty and stuff. It'll be a cheaper price. But, you know, you're picking up your wheel with everyone else around the same time. And it's just a little bit more hassle, but worth it. Yes. And I don't yeah. know that I'd recommend group buys for new uh, users into the PV space. Correct. Because group buys exist in all forms of PVs, e-bikes, e-scooters, you know, mm-hmm. everyone kind of does them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think maybe use group buys in once you have some experience in the PV like space. And like you said, you kind of know what to expect mm-hmm. going into them. Um, it's a longer process and there's you know, things can happen. You can have delays. You can, regardless, right? Like it's an option. There's um, a lot more, you know, changing variables in a group buy. Yeah, exactly. And it's it varies literally by company because mm-hmm. typically you're buying one product or like one company's product when you're doing a group buy so that you can get that discounted rate. So, But that's a good segue. And, you know, where should you buy your PEV? And that's a good point. As an experienced rider, maybe a group ride's for you. You already have a wheel. You're looking for maybe a brand new wheel that you would possibly even use as your daily rider going up in the future. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have faith in it and everyone else does. You can go in on that. But, you know, where you buy other things. Let's touch with one wheels for a second. There are more specific one wheel shops um, that cover other things as well. I know there's Kingston Wheeling in this area. And um, there's a couple other places that sell one wheels as well. 
but that's the type that you could walk in and walk out with. Yeah. And you can, of course, order directly from one wheel as well. Yeah, as well. So they kind of sit in the same situation. But first time buyer, I'd say even first time buyer for everything, like we mentioned at the beginning, to go full circle local. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, what PV you're interested in, all of what we've kind of discussed here is important for you to consider because that may also sway your decision of like what PV you want to get into. Yeah. And um, depending on, you know, you want to get into EUCs, but you, it's just so much easier to buy an e-scooter and you're, yeah. you like the handlebars and that's how you ride. Less learning curve, you know, a mm-hmm. bit more straightforward um, maintenance options and service options available because you have local shops that will yep. do service. Uh, it's more common at least. Um, of course you have it for the other PVs as well, but same thing with e-bikes. If you have local bike shops, they're experts when it comes to maintaining bikes, bicycles, and just the mechanics are the mechanics. You know, they're exactly the same. Exactly, they've been doing it for. You just toss a mid-drive motor or a rear hub it. motor, and you're good to go, right? Yeah. So it's important to consider all these things. I think when you're even just deciding like what PV you want, if you're someone who's new to PVs in general, um, maybe you already have experience in like cycling or longboarding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or board sports. I know for myself, one of the reasons I got into one wheeling is because I snowboard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had a bit of an e-skate experience as well prior. But typically, I kept reading like, oh, it's the snowboarding on land, right? That's that effect. That was the inspiration of like why they created the one wheel. And uh, that's what got me interested. So I think when you're buying your PEV, whatever it may be, you should consider all these things. Um, And of course it's personal preference at the end of the day, what you enjoy riding and what style of PV you want to ride. Uh, shout out to all the the listeners and viewers who want us to talk more about, uh, you know, all the types of PVs and not just EUCs. Yeah. Those comments where you're like, are you EUC? We're lane? listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're listening a hundred percent. Yeah. We want to know more too. And, and to delve into it. So you're right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I personally am planning to get an e-bike this summer. So, mm, um, okay. I'm going to be branching out outside of the unicycle space. Uh, I actually really want an e-skate again as well, but I can't decide which one to get or like what type, what type exactly. And that's like you just said, you know, before you really choose where you're going to buy it, you got to know exactly what you want, right? Because if you go in there with a hosh bosh kind of, I don't really know exactly. I have Mm -hmm. an idea. They may not have what you want, and then you got to walk out of that store and deal with a whole other you know, exactly. Store. And especially when you have stores that carry multiple lines of PVs, I think it makes things easier. It's easier, and but you should definitely know to some extent like what kind of PV you're interested in. And yeah. I don't think we can really say like, "Hey, this is the reason you should buy this PEV." It's very um, personal. It's very personal. You got to tell yourself. <laughs> yeah, and like level of experience and how quick of a learner you are in terms of. All of them, right? Some people yeah. have never ridden a bicycle before. They may want to learn to ride an e-bike yeah, like or my, a skateboard. You may have never ridden a skateboard, but you love the idea of the e-skates. I know many people who've jumped into e-skates and have never touched a skateboard yeah. before. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, I don't want to push. Like, it seems a little more complicated, yeah. but e-skates seems, seems a little simple. Yep. Yeah, like my personal journey and where I would buy things. Like I started off pushing on a longboard in a long time. And then I just said, I use this to get around. And I, I'm my hips are hurting and everything. It's like I could use some electric power. Yep. And then I saw people on unicycles. And I was like, wow, they can go fast and far. And my body 
in soul was like you need this mm-hmm. uh, so yeah and then just getting in touch with the local communities to figure out where to buy things uh, and that's why i'm that looking into uh, e-bikes myself is like the comfort aspect ucs are pretty comfortable but i find sitting more comfortable than standing yes i know you can ride seated on an euc and better it's with not suspension for me. <laughs> but better hansen doesn't do that it's not for me um i've tried it of course and i just i mean you just feel like a little jelly bean or something. yeah maybe i'm too tall maybe these ucs are too short maybe i need a taller euc even on the v11 which i think is the most comfortable seated ride i've ever had tall seat it's tall seat and like just the distance with the pedals or something with the suspension you you have the like the least for me i had the least amount of bend in my leg mm-hmm. and so my knees weren't being like crushed uh, over every little bump yeah. i think the suspension helps with that too right oh, i can't wait for suspension yeah i should have gotten like a v11 or something just to treat myself but yeah. i'll wait for the s20 it's, i'm doing good yeah. i'm not too but personally for me you know riding a bicycle is the most comfortable so yeah e-bikes you know it's kind of a nice swing get some cruise control you can ride no hands on a bicycle everyone's like oh you you you're ne- you don't need hands if you're on the euc you're i don't need hands handsome. on a bicycle either so you're a badass handsome <laughs> We got a badass over here. Look, ma, no hands. <laughs> Shout out to Look, ma, no hands. <laughs> That's a local rider here, Nick Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, should uh, do we have a little bit more to say, or should we move on to some Instagrams? I think that sums it up. Yeah. So where to buy different PVs? Let's just run through quick. I want to start with Eastgate. You can walk in, walk out, and get service. Same thing with the e-scooters. Oftentimes, walk in, walk out, get service. E-bikes. Same thing. Um, but then when you start getting into one wheels, the thing with single wheels, a little more peculiar type PEVs, you're looking at more scare shops you could walk in and out of and more online orders. Yep. And when you're talking online, you know, consider is that online retail, retailer near you or are they far away? Because are they physical? Or are they just Do virtual? they have physical or do they just online? Exactly. And then consider all those things because that way it makes it easier for you if you do have to get service. And at the end of the day, find a local riding, you know, crew like here in Toronto. We have Toronto e-riders, UC Toronto, Toronto Micromobility. Just jump into a couple Facebook groups or anything like that and ask some questions. And, you know, I think our main goal here today is to help you find the PEV that that is good for you and the best way to get it without wasting your time and your money and your effort. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, so So hopefully that's helped. And uh, yeah. yeah, let's move on exciting time notable instagram we should have like a theme with like a, a screen that comes in you need a little jingle yeah sing uh, us something brent <laughs> uh I'll, for those who don't know i went to school for music theater i'm a singer actor dancer but i will not be singing for you <laughs> that's okay don't worry guys we'll get him to sing later on <laughs> all right so let's do some notable instagram shout outs yeah uh definitely if you guys have any people you want to shout out on the show comment them down below or dm us or anything too that uh just so we're not using our own opinion all the time it's good to branch out and learn about new people uh, but yeah we got a couple for today yeah i'm gonna shout out uh brad floats who is brad floats bradley from evs one of the co-founders yeah the famous bradley now uh, so you know they're currently touring along the west coast with the s20 and mm. uh he's also the float life founder yeah so before um, evs before he, evs yeah very much did float life and uh yeah so brad floats on instagram he posts some very cool content uh very artistic images um, yeah so if you don't know who bradley is this is who he is uh, this is what people keep talking about bradley from evs 
honestly, really nice guy. When the V12 came out, he asked in our group, who is your leader? And someone said me. Um, so they sent me a wheel for everyone to try out. And he was very nice, very gracious. You know, it's a brand new thing he didn't have replacement parts for. Yeah. And I yeah, went to Vancouver guy. last summer and yeah. or last fall and stopped by their shop. And Bradley was there and he was just like the cool. He was just very chill and down to earth. And like we just talked for an yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. So we like, keep on talking about him today because, you know, the retail space, they've done really well. So, yep. So yeah. Shout out Brad Floats. All right, who did you want to shout out today? Uh, I always kind of like delving into the e-skate world because the e-skate Instagram world is really cool uh, and really interesting. But the one person I want to mention today has a podcast of their own. There's a couple e-skate podcasts out there. I know Mboards does e-skate exchange, but this person here is Official Terminal X, and he is a co-host of Electric Skatecast. Uh, so one of the reasons why when we approached one another and said, hey, maybe we want to do a podcast, I said yes, because I love these like e-skate podcasts and stuff while I'm working and whatnot. Um, but official Terminal X, Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is across the way, across the lake from uh, Chicago Not there. Too far, and yeah. I think he goes to Chicago a lot as well. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, man. Um, but he actually on his Instagram has some great, great content. A lot of his videos, they do underground, um, underground parking lots and stuff like that. And it's just just very, very good content on there. Works a lot with Suicide Shots. I believe Suicide Shots go to Chicago with um he works closely evolve now uh used to be boosted with i was also brandon from our last episode outside brandon but um this one is chicago what is it he was eboard brandon i don't know if he changed his name anyway suicide shots awesome who's also part of terminal x's uh, post there yeah a bunch of people kind of michigan chicago e-skate scene there is really good if you don't know who official terminal x is 666 followers right now go give them a follow guys <laughs> yeah for sure give them a follow uh some great content e-skate very much so awesome so speaking on sharing other people's work um feel free to share our episodes here like subscribe uh, get involved if you you know you feel like you've you haven't been done justice on this episode uh, leave a comment down below as to why and uh we'd love to have that conversation thanks for listening thanks for listening we'll see you next time on pv lane peace peace